2: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee.
3: Based in Santa Ana, California, bioenno Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one-quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles, and a 10-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioAnnoPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W. ER.com or contact dealers nationwide welcome to the paddle and fin podcast network this is the final cast segment with your hosts brad hicks and josh eldridge
4: where we cast our final opinions on all products and bad welcome to the final cast
3: Welcome back to the final cast. It's Thursday. It's Trash Panda. And Brad. I don't have a cool name. No, you don't. You never will. I mean, you got you got some cool names, but they're sort of inappropriate, so we won't <laughs> mention those, but we've got the bearded wonder himself, Cody Jennings from Jigmasters. He's back on the episode. We're going to talk about some new products. Cody, what's up?
0: Oh not much, man. Just staying busy with a bunch of lure builds. So
3: heck yeah, nice. dude. The beard's looking epic. Thanks, sir. So you want to tell everybody <laughs> what you're gonna do with the beard?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna kinda of let it grow out all the way through next year. All the so, way to the end of 2022 and see what happens.
3: How how much growth you got time wise in it right now?
0: Oh, uh, right now from like the last like major trim, I'd say we're probably at five months. That's it. Yeah, man,
4: Brad, oh, dude, I'm jealous. I can't grow a beard; it won't connect right here. I got little ball patches.
0: <laughs> oh, I have to. I mean, otherwise, I look like I'm 12 years old. So
3: <laughs> you should bring that look back. The young. I should
0: not. But, uh, <laughs> it would be illegal to operate a business.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never seen you without a beard. I met you with. Most a beard, people so
0: have, and there's a reason for that. Yeah.
3: That's funny. Well, what's the reason?
0: What I mean, man? There's just I, I look like I'm 12. I can't get into bars or anything. <laughs> I'm either 12 or I'm 45. That's that's <laughs> who looks like
3: That's funny, man. <laughs> I mean, it'd be kind of funny to take you out to the bars and watch you get carted. So, right? Yeah, yeah. big ass. You're a big ass 12 year old man.
0: Yeah, but then if they see yeah, exactly, then they see the uh, you know the license with the big beard in the photo getting kicked out for a fake. See
4: <laughs> <That's laughs> the same guy. That's funny. That's awesome. Awesome.
3: Well, Cody, we uh we stay in contact. We talk about new products coming out. You want to talk about some uh, new stuff you got going on, and you know, um, I know you got into the soft pat plastics game this past year and we were real excited to see what you had and um so the floor is yours bro
0: yeah so um yeah i'm kind of excited i've been holding this one off for a while um kind of wanted to do some tweaks and kind of perfect it um i'm starting out with um a four inch crawl and then eventually down the road after you know everybody's kind of happy with it you know i'll probably come out with a few other sizes of it um and that crawl if you guys can see Nice. So one of the big things with it is, you know, a lot of times it's hard to trim, like, your trailers and make them look like still kind of, a, I don't know, like a new bait, right? Like if mm-hmm. you tear a crawl up, you know, it looks like it got, you know, mauled by a shark or something like that. Um, you know, so that body, if you can see how it's kind of segmented mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right there. I like it. And each segment is perfectly a quarter inch. Nice. So however, you know, basically you say, Oh, Hey, it's a four inch crawl. I want to take it down to three and a half, you know, to tear off two segments, you know, you don't have to measure or guess or any of that stuff. Um, So that was one of like kind of making it easily customizable, you know, um, one of the big, big design uh, features I wanted. Um, And then I've always been a big fan of, you know, pretty large claws. Um, and mm-hmm. then down here, I have some of, um, basically, it's almost like a, almost think of like a half pipe, kind of how it's cut and grooved mm-hmm. out there to really catch water and, and, you know, make those claws move a lot. Yeah, uh, so, yeah so I've I've been, I keep, I've, my favorite's always been the four inch chigger crawl for the longest yeah. time for a big trailer. And, um, you know, so many people started asking, like, well, why don't you make your own? And um, so
3: kind of, here we are. That's awesome, man. I was going to say, go ahead, Brian. Sorry.
4: I was just going to say the your that uh crawl reminds me of the chigger crawl.
0: Yeah. So obviously it's got some influence there. It's kind of got more of a, you know, beefier out, not a true Mm -hmm. flange per se, but it's beefier out at the end of the claws to catch more water. So you should get a lot more consistent kind of flapping motion where like the Mm -hmm. chigger crawl, a lot of times it would flap, one time and the next time you would throw it, it would basically just pull, Um, you know, it's kind of inconsistent on its action. Um, You know, and as a jig trailer, especially, I do like to have that kind of constant swimming, you know, flapping action just because you'll get a few more strikes when you're racing it back to the boat. Right. You know, let's say you're pitching and flipping, you know, you hop it a few times and you're kind of quote unquote like strike zone but then you swim it back. And a lot of times if you have a trailer on there that, you know, is creating a decent amount of action, you'll get bites as you're just reeling it back to the boat.
3: Yeah. How's the buoyancy on it?
0: Um, Yeah. So this is actually a a floater Um, and pretty much, you know, all jig trailers I really think should be, Um, you know, if you're kind of making them more geared towards that. Um, And that way you always get that nice, you know, stand up presentation. And, um, which is honestly, you know, how a, a crawdad kind of defends itself, you know, it flares out and it has those claws out like that. And, um, you know, if you have more sinking plastics, it's just not going to do that.
4: Yeah. What exactly is in a bait that makes it buoyant though? I don't, I'm, I'm not big into this stuff, so I don't really know.
0: Yeah. So there's, um, and there are some like proprietary blends out there. So you don't quite always get a lot of the information, um, another way is, um, one of the kind of common misconceptions or a lot of people say it's due to like heavy salt, um, mm-hmm. which actually really isn't true. Um, but yeah, a lot of that stuff's kind of proprietary. Um, so unfortunately I don't get all of the, the background on it. Um, but yeah, it's just some, a lot of times it's just done with additives into the salt. Mm. Yeah, I gotcha. I
4: gotcha.
0: And even if you buy a bottle, like if you're, you know, making your own blends per se, um, which I'm using Dead on Plastics, I've been very happy with them. Um, but you know, if you're trying to make your, your own kind of blends and stuff, let's say you're buying stuff from like a lure craft or lure parts online, Jan's Netcraft, all it's going to say is like, you know, hardener, softener, you know, floating additives, stuff like that. So,
4: gotcha,
3: cool, heck yeah. So, um, what other things were you, so you made it as a four inch bait and <clears throat> you, you came up with the idea. Cause you and I talked about this, um, when I first started buying your jigs in regards to like, you know, I always kept asking you like, Hey, what's, what's, what's a good jig trailer, this and that. And I, I kept buying, I wanted to keep buying like cheaper stuff just because, you know, a lot of trailers just get thrashed up. So how's the durability holding up? Because I know you're kind of like me. You, you, you'd you like, like, when we, um sorry, I'm kind of going off a tangent here. Um, like we talked about when you were designing the swimmer and we were, because you're a big fan of Kitex like I was, but we were both like always disappointed in using those things because like one small mouth hit on that thing and it's just trashed, right. you know. Um, did you take in consideration of uh, like durability wise? Did you have any issues with that?
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> So kind of really what happens as far as a lot of durability issues. Um, and, and I will say unfortunately, some of them are are by design, right? Yeah, sure. If you make a bait that catches a lot of fish and gets torn up easy, hey, it's a pretty good business model, right? People have to yeah. keep buying every trip. Um, you know, but obviously that's just kind of not, you know, the jig master's, you know, uh, kind of business plan, right? You know. I always want to try to make the best possible bang for buck options, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Still so go for high performance, but not, you know, necessarily kill the wallet. And um, really, what happens is all that durability comes into how thin some of the areas get and how soft of plastic you're using. Um, so, actually, what I do is I will actually use kind of like designing features, you know, so you're going to put like a little bit like bigger flanges or like on this swimmer, you know, I have that real monster sized paddle on there. You can use a very stiff Plastisol and that thing's still going to move a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and really that's kind of one of the biggest things is just designing to where you get a lot of action, but still being able to use a stiffer Plastisol.
3: Yeah. That's cool, gotcha. man. It's cool that you put thought into that because, you know, like you said, a lot of times this stuff is made to not really last. But, I mean, you got, like, a company like Z-Man, which makes their stuff insanely durable um, to the point that it's even hard to put on a hook at times. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like that take on it because that opens up the ability to buy, like, multiple colors, like, in a way. Then You know what I mean? Because then you're like, okay, well, instead of buying – five or six packs of the same color cause it's my favorite color and I know they're going to get right. the shit beat out of them. You know what I mean? Um, yep. I can go and buy different packs of different colors and then, you know, it's easier to match your lures, you match your jigs up that way. And then, you know, all right, the five or six that I have are going to last for some time, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, um, not everybody has million dollar budgets when they're fishing, you know? And like, mm-hmm. for example, with me, um, and they're not even really uh a, a not so durable uh trailer. Um, but even me, like I might as well have bought in stock and in, in four-inch trigger crawls. You know, <laughs> I mean you know, it was uh, it was unreal. I mean, I was buying these things, you know, 50, 60 packs before every season. Um, yeah. now I grow them a lot, right? And like I said, the durability is not the worst, but um, you know, I know a lot of things, especially, you know, like the Kitex is one of the you know most common complaints you hear on the market. Um, or, you know, even stuff like, you know, robo worms, you know, it's super thin and super soft. So mm-hmm. you're going to drop shot them and you cast it too hard and it goes flying. So, you know, <laughs> um, you know, just once again, like I said, you know, it's not really the, the jig masters, you know, kind of business model per se. Yeah. Um, uh, however, when you do go super soft plastics, it's easy to get a lot of action. Yeah. Uh, so, and a lot of times, you know, companies will, know maybe take the little bit easier way out because i mean even like spinner baits you know if you make a heavy head and you put small blades on it it doesn't matter what the shape of that lead is that bait's going to run and track
4: Mm -hmm.
0: um you know like where with my spinner bait you know i took a lot of time on the head design and it allows me to throw like a half ounce bait but i can put a size six blade on it and it'll still track um, you know, where the industry standard is like a four, four and a half.
3: Yeah. Gotcha. So you get the big, giant pop can spinner bait, dude. That thing looks insane. <laughs> I saw yeah. it for the first time. I was like, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had, I bought a couple, man. I can't wait to use them. Yeah. yeah you
0: know, and one of the things is, is the benefits to having the bigger blade and stuff. Um, you know, you're still going to catch fish in, in all ranges of size. It, it's not necessarily that. Um, I will say I've done a lot of testing where I'll go on the water and I'll go to where it's very obvious the fish are going to hammer whatever spinnerbait I throw. Hmm. And, you know, maybe I'll throw this one for an hour. I'll throw mine for an hour. throw another competitor for an hour. And a lot of times that bigger blade, you're still going to catch the numbers as compared to a smaller bladed one but you'll lure a lot more bigger fish than you probably even knew were in that area. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I mean, that's, I don't think anybody's going to complain about catching bigger fish.
3: <laughs> um,
0: you know, and one thing it's a little bit flash, a little bit bigger profile, but at the same time, it's also, you know, I always preach this. It's a little bit different. You know, if 98% of the spinnerbaits use a size four willow leaf blade and that's all these fish are seeing, and then you come in with a size six, even a size five, whatever. Um, it's that difference again that will help trigger a lot of strikes.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's a little sub, you know, little, little tiny differences that can make a huge difference, you know, on the water. It's kind of cool to see that. Cause I mean, I've had days where I've switched up just from like a three, you know, what is it? I think they make a three, three kitech to a three, eight. And you know, it's like they the one day it's like, well, they don't want the smaller bait. They want a bigger, you know, bigger profile. Um, but then there's been days where I'm like, it doesn't even matter what color Kaitek had thrown They're, they're hitting it just, you know, whatever. So, Mm -hmm. but, um, so with the, uh, the new jig trailer with the crawl, um, you made that in hopes of basically kind of, are you going to make different colors to kind of match up with your jigs? What's the goal with that?
0: Yeah. So, you know, short term goal is going to be putting out some of the obvious colors, you know, your green pumpkin, mm-hmm. your black and blue. Um, one of the big things I really want to do is freaking making a brown one. It is remarkable that you cannot find brown soft plastics and <laughs> especially like, yeah. Carl's. Um, you know, so that's one of the one of my um, you know first colors I'm going to be doing for sure. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big June bug guy. Um, you know, so I'm going to start out with some of those a little bit more obvious colors, um, but then long term, um, which is probably going to be closer actually to the end of this year, I'm, I'm going to be making a pretty big investment into the soft plastic market. Um, awesome. And in doing so, that's going to open up the door to, um, you know, basically just with the a lot of the efficiency improvements and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to really expand on the color line. Um, And to your point, I really want to try to kind of come up with a color per jig almost. Now, some of them, I mean, you're still going to have like a, you know, like a green pumpkin. That's going to work with a lot of the jigs, right? Um, Yeah. But like I said, my goal is is to kind of have a, you know, hey, you can buy a, you know, a chartreuse PB&J jig. And then you can get a trailer that, you know, basically is probably named the same thing and will match it.
1: Yeah.
3: That's cool. So that, is that you trying to force me into using certain colors and not ones that clash with their jigs?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I keep getting those, those, those ugly <laughs> photos from you and, um, you know, I wanted to make it real obvious, you know, it might even <laughs> be a where you can buy them as a package, right? You know, Hey, this jig and this, you know, the trailer comes with it. <laughs> you know, said bring, it. Do it, I tell you,
3: <laughs> Cody sending me a jig and plastics and an instructional booklet. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I, I figure you had the sense that God gave geese, <laughs> but some of these photos you send me, I, I, I question it.
3: <laughs> hey, it worked, that's all I gotta say. you you know, and, uh, and, and honestly,
0: that is it, it's more of an OCD thing with me. <laughs> you know, and there's, that's one of the biggest debates, you know, should you match your trailer to the jig or should it be a contrasting color? Um, <laughs> apparently trash pandas on the contrasting color <laughs> side of that argument. Um, you but know, I've seen plenty of people catch fish both ways, you know, it's, it's yeah. an OCD thing.
3: <laughs> uh, I think I'm, I'm going to make it a goal again to just send you the dumbest pictures I possibly can. So I, I think I sent one.
1: I thought about quitting. <laughs> was I thought, like, you, I, I, this I is what know. people are doing with the
0: jigs. I, I don't want to
3: sell them anymore. Oh, like, man. What? Why are you sending me pictures of single-tailed grubs on my jigs? <laughs> no. I, I'm going to – all right. I, I, only because I've said something about
4: the spinner baits and stuff, I messaged Cody back and forth. I'm going to start putting, like, pink blades on my spinnerbaits <laughs> and stuff and send it back to him. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's
0: a very special spot where those would go. <laughs> Do
3: you get right words can... right right words on the blade so as it spins? We'll try to get video and it says "Hi, Cody" as it's going through the water. <laughs>
4: yeah, right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I
4: like that. That's a cool idea. Actually, better patent that real quick. Yeah, yeah, you definitely
0: <laughs> want to jot that down.
4: <laughs> yeah, now, you can uh, get,
0: eat me, and the fish might listen, right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool that you're getting into the soft plastics, though, because I know a lot lot of jig companies, they just sell the jigs by itself. And you probably get a ton of questions. I know I've asked you a lot of questions like, what should I use? What color should I use? What style should I use? You kind of getting into the soft plastics game, you're kind of cutting the work for the anglers in half. And I think it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you know, the name Jigmasters is starting to get pretty loose. You know, as I was looking on spinnerbaits now, you know, I'm on some of the terminal tackle. You know, I have like the marabou drop shots, buzz baits. you know, still, you know, the jig will always be my favorite lure for sure. But one of the cool things in this, you know, as, you know, I start kind of solving some of the gaps that are in, you know, each kind of market. You know, whether it's the jig market, spinnerbait market, whatever. Um, the cool thing is, is, you know, as I move on and get into more products, pretty much everything I throw now is mine.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. really it's really a cool thing on the water. Um, you know, just kind of experience on like, hey, you know, I got a boat full of tackle. And, you know, currently I would say probably 80% of it is is all Jigmasters products. And, you know, the great thing is, is there's no better way to test than, uh, you know, literally only using your products. So I'm um, yeah. really trying to start filling, you know, like a full need. You know, I really don't think there's ever a plan for hard baits per se, you know, crank baits, jerk baits, stuff like that. Um, but pretty much anything, you know, lead-based, um, you know, soft plastic-wise, you know, I, I have plans for.
4: Yeah, awesome. Any uh, interest in getting into some tungsten uh, stuff ever?
0: Yeah, so, so there's actually two other materials um, I'm starting to put eyes on. So the first one, which I'm already doing, and it's more by a custom request, is for all of these, you know, lead-free states. Um, you know, basically I've I've had a several customers reach out saying, hey, we want to throw your products, but you know, we're a lead free state, um, mm-hmm. you know, what can you do? And so basically I'm doing like a, a bismuth 10 alloy, um, which is pretty, has a lot of similar properties to lead, which mm-hmm. I like all my normal products unless they're requested are, are lead 10 alloys. And um, that basically gets you a little bit harder version of lead essentially. Um, but bismuth is very, very similar in its mechanical properties. Um, so pretty much, you know, it's a carbon copy, you know, half ounce jig of lead is pretty much a half ounce jig in Mm -hmm. bismuth. Um, at some point, and we're probably a couple of years out, um, you know, the move to tungsten is fairly obvious. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the markets shifting that way, um, one of the things is is currently about 97 percent of the tungsten you buy is coming out of the same factory in china (laughs) Um, so it is it is a lot harder equation on you know getting the material um and honestly i don't think i'm ever going to really outsource the actual lure making side of it you know i really want to keep all of that in house um but yeah, so there, I would say long-term, there's plans for tungsten. Um, like I said, I'm starting to do the business stuff right now, just to make sure that anglers in all 50 states and even, you know, doing some international stuff now that, uh, you know, they can throw the products.
3: That's cool. Yeah, and can, and uh, the reason
0: too, and I forget to touch point on here is, is why, why tungsten is more expensive and why do you see a lot of, well, Pretty much, almost all small bait manufacturers not get into it. Is tungsten's molten point is six thousand degrees.
4: Yeah,
0: or lead is six hundred seventy. You yeah. know, so <laughs> the equipment it takes to melt that down and be able to cast it is just so it's it's a lot of material and a lot of uh, equipment that's just not readily available. You know, a lot of times right. custom made <laughs> stuff.
4: And that's why all these companies are getting it from the same factory in China because it's too hard to do yourself.
0: Right. That's why everybody, all they can get is a freaking bullet weight or a a very small amount of like maybe a football jig. Yep. You know, and that's, that's, it's all coming out of the same place.
3: Cool. So what else we got on the docket?
0: All right. So this one I'm actually, I'm insanely excited for. And have been getting beat up pretty bad for the request for almost two years now. Um, you know, but is I'm starting to do, or I'm about to launch here a, a finesse jig. I don't know if you can see it. I'll use a little bit brighter nice. color in a second or a second. And, you know, it's going to start, the first one's going to be a quarter ounce. Um, and basically, what it is, it's a modified version of my flipping head. That you know, so many people seem to you know really enjoy, um, but the skirt, the um, you know the skirt hub instead of being in line with the hook, is actually in line with you know coming out the head in line with like the hook point. Um, so basically, it's almost kind of designed like a skirted shaky head. Um, and then if nice. you can see in there, so you can see how you know the hooks actually um, coming out of the back. Well, oh, here you go. Mm-hmm. The back of the head, and then my skirt collar is in line here, and then I'm using the uh, you know the owner pin or the owner center pin screw lock um, as far as the trailer keeper. So the cool thing about it is you know a it's a finesse jig. It uses the flipping head design that you know I've I've had so many you know people you know give me praise for thankfully.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but also on top of that is you have a weedless setup and you have no weed guard. Mm-hmm. Um, because the one thing I, I hate the term weed guard, period, it, um, you know, all it does is, uh, you know, collect weeds. So yeah. um, it should be, it really should be called a brush guard, which some people do. Um, <laughs> it's probably meant for timber um, for the most part. So anyways, yeah, you get, a you know, basically it's, um, you know, it rigs almost kind of similar to like a Texas rig. Um, You pretty much nice. just rig it how you would like my pivot heads or my swinging swim jig, but it's a nice compact, you know, finesse jig profile. Yeah.
4: Dude, that's exciting. Yeah. I've always like, I've, I've thrown like the little tiny bitsy bugs and stuff like that. And uh, just something local to me that's coming out. I, I'm excited for that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and on the finesse jig side, one of the reasons I kind of stayed away from it was I was really just trying to figure out what in the heck to do with it. Because like 98% of finesse jigs are ball heads.
3: <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah.
0: There's, there's not many, um, you know, not a bunch of interesting designs out there for them. And yeah. one of the reasons is, um, you know, really what, what you need those, you need that rounded surface for that, you know, just that little tiny bit of skirt to actually flare out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I say it's a modified flipping style, because if I used it to where it was going towards that, you know, kind of blunt bottom on my flipping jig, instead of, well, instead of, uh you know, fanning out, you know, like this, it just, it just sticks out like that and it doesn't look that great. <laughs> right? And, uh, so, but yeah, no, I'm super excited. And then, uh, you know, celebrate old trash panda there. I went ahead and got a nice contrasting <laughs> trailer. Oh, can't. Okay. Uh, uh,
3: that's what you a
0: get. A contrasting uh, jig trailer here, and <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on this, with the camera right like,
3: now. That's uh,
0: it,
4: <laughs> that's funny. They StreamYard doesn't want you to show it yet because it's not available
0: yet. Apparently, yeah, yeah. They said uh, <laughs> don't influence the guy. Um, you know, but anyway, so you can once again see. You know, if you look here, let me undo the skirt or flare it back out. But you can see, you know, you're basically like, or rigged like a you know, Texas rig there.
4: Yeah. I like that. So about what size of so hook that. is that? That's what I was going to ask.
0: Yeah. So this is a, it's a 3-0. 3-0. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I
3: That's
0: wanted something, cool. big, you know, nice, compact um you know basically i want to see you know i've I've kind of done my testing i'm really happy with it um you know but i want to see a lot of the you know the customer's feedback and stuff like that and then you know if everything checks out you know there will probably be some different hook option sizes and stuff
3: like that so yeah Uh,
4: dude i want to throw one for the river smallmouth man
3: thank you yeah um are you uh are you using like an extra wide gap hook or is it a different style hook
0: yeah, so it, it's a wide-gap hook, and it is, it's is—it's actually the exact same hook that's currently on my pivot heads and my my swim jig and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, luckily I found that those bend angles work perfect for what I was trying to do.
3: Hmm.
4: Okay. Um, are, <clears throat> go ahead, Brad. Are you uh, making uh, smaller crawls for it, or are you just going to have the same ones where you cut them?
0: So at first, you know, like I said, I want to use the, um, you know, those four-inch crawls, the test, and you know where people can kind of, if they want to make that jig trailer smaller, you know, all they have to do Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, take a few of those segments off. Uh, But long term, I will, I will definitely have like crawls and and some different trailer options. Sweet.
3: A little bit smaller. That's cool. Um, Are you uh, going to offer the finesse in the? Um, same amount of colors of what you've been already doing previously in the other jig series.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to stick with, um, you know, kind of the, the 15 colors, um, you know, cause unfortunately when I and I say unfortunately, cause I was kind of looking at one time to cut those down to, you know, maybe 12 or 10. Um, but as soon as I reviewed the, the sales data, there was like an obvious three, that had the highest volume of sales and then literally the other 12 were all like pretty much identical. So there's no real (laughs) ones to cut out. So I'm just going to keep it with the 15. Um, you know, it seems like everybody, everybody seems to be pretty happy with that. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I've, I've sold, you know, a lot of times, like you might have a low seller, like, um, for example, one of the lower sellers probably would be like the summer crawl. Um, and then one person out of nowhere will order like 60 of them because he can't really find that color anywhere. Right. So, yeah. So I think it's worth it to kind of keep them all.
3: Yeah. What's your top three?
0: I'd show you if the camera didn't uh, keep acting up here.
3: <laughs> no.
4: Um, so we can screen share here if you want. I can yeah, pull it up. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, you know, so it's it's really the obvious ones, you know, so the black and blue, I mean, I could probably make that color brown and orange and name it black and blue and it's going to be the top seller, you know, <laughs> you know it's, uh, it's just one of those things. And, um, but yeah, so it's black and blue. Um, yeah. So if you click on like signature, flip and jig, any of them, you can, I know that all the colors are in there. Uh, but next would be okie Crawl, which is my personal favorite. Um, and honestly what I throw about a salad, you know, 70% of the time almost. Um, yeah, so right there's the black and blue. Um, so if you actually, if you go to the, the scroller there and just click on the color, that little carrot where it says color to the right. Yep. To the right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So when you change the selection, it'll automatically pull that photo up.
4: Okay, cool.
0: Um, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, black and blue. Okie crawl and uh, natural crawl those are the the top three um and then kind of your next tier um would be like the, the standard green pumpkin um the summer crawl 2.0 and um the uh june bug black actually
4: okay yeah i like that summer crawl that was the the first ever jig fish i ever caught was on the summer crawl
0: the 2.0 or the the plain or the original
4: yeah the 2.0 Gotcha. See, in the, that's, in the, that's a good color.
0: Yeah. And the, the summer crawl, um, you know, kind of the 1.0 per se, um, mm-hmm. that color right there, it's it's not quite as dangerous for largemouth, but smallmouth freaking love it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it, you know, that, that little bit of orange and that little bit of white so that seems to just make them go crazy. You know, my top, my top two jig colors for, for smallmouth for sure are summer crawl. And Chartreuse PB and J. Yeah,
3: that's my favorite.
0: Chartreuse, yeah. Char- 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 PBJ, colors. It's got a little bit of brightness to it. Um, you know the, the smallmouth just love. Huh.
3: Yeah, did
4: you I say like you were offering these colors in the uh, finesse jigs?
0: Yes. Yeah. Every everything in, in here will, will be offered there.
3: The awesome. Chartreuse PB and J is a good color because it almost look. You could throw some like a swim bait on those on that color scheme and it would look sort of bluegillish you know
0: right right yeah it, it's very you know kind of bream like um you know you get a little bit of brightness you can still get the darker parts of the purple you know mm-hmm. and the brown um and you kind of get like how i use that barbed wire pattern for you know all the way throughout that skirt you know it yeah. kind of looks like your little speckle lines on a lot of your your uh, panfish
3: hmm. it's definitely my favorite color man I Every time I order, I I usually order more of those just to have as backup. So, because I I ordered some of those on the the lighter football head jig, Um and I like throwing those in the river. So, <laughs> I'll have to try that finesse out. I'm excited because that's the one thing is I I kind of I don't like throwing huge, huge crawl slash jig presentations for river smallmouth. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's not that they won't catch them, but they just tend to shy away from the bigger crawls and and naturally right. anyway, so
0: yeah, and, and one of the cool things with with how that bait you know is rigged up is it honestly should work out really well is almost think of like a, a finesse punch option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know so you don't have that weed guard to catch stuff. You have the you know the flipping head, you know you kind of have that triangular point shape. Um, you know, to where, you know, especially if you're fishing real shallow water, stuff like that, you know, it should be a good option to pitch in and out of grass.
4: Hmm. Going back to what Josh said about the, uh, jigs and rivers and stuff. I, I don't have, uh, I don't have any success with jigs in the river. I don't know why it's for anything except for maybe a spinner bait. They they like the spinnerbait, but I can't get them to put on a chatterbait or a bigger jig or anything. I don't know what the deal is.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of times river fish seem to, and obviously I haven't fished your rivers, but speaking of up here, mm-hmm. a lot of times they're they're honed into smaller profiles, yeah. um, <laughs> where you're going to have a lot more success throwing like, um, you know, a three inch swim bait than you ever would a five inch. Whether you go to some inland bodies of water, um, for me, like Lake Hudson, stuff like that, if I throw anything under five inches, they're not gonna touch it. Um, but it does seem like the river fish consistently seem to like, at least up, you know, more northern waters, um, you know, seem to be honed into kind of more finesse options.
3: Yeah, it makes it makes sense. And so what else we got, Cody?
0: Um, so another thing, uh, which I don't have a sample on me to, to show here, um, once again, another lure I've been begged to, uh, to launch here is I'm, I'm doing a shaky head. Um, you know, I've had a lot of requests for that. Um, constantly kind of looking at ways to expand the terminal tackle side. Um, and, you know, and pretty much everybody said, you know, if I, I put out a poll not too long ago, um, and had done one even a year prior, and I said, you know, hey guys, you know, what's your favorite shaky head out there? Cause there's a lot of different versions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, pretty much it was like a silent, like 98% always said like the owner ultra head, um, you know, so it's got a little bit of influence that. And, and I'm a huge believer and, you know, I've actually talked to him several times on it, that owner center pin screw lock, you know, it, it's a game changer, you know, it, it makes rigging, you know, soft plastics onto it so easy. You can Mm -hmm. pierce that center, thread it on, Um, you know, a lot of times, especially if your bait's a little on the skinny side, you know, your standard screw locks with no centering pen, it gets kind of hard to rig them, you know, because you're trying to line up a circle, the center of a circle, um, which is kind of hard to do when you're mashing plastic onto it. Um, So I I, I give them kudos on, on that patent for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm the shaky head, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, um, using that. Um, and it's got a, kind of a cool head design on it to where it really, even when you're not like twitching it and stuff, it should kind of have like a gentle kind of rocking motion naturally. If there's any, like just a little bit of current there.
3: Yeah. Hmm. that will be cool. I'm excited to see that. You got yeah, to put, uh, problem- you put your engineering twist on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, pretty much that's what I got to do with everything, you know, I mean, outside of, you know, really, you know, the ball heads specifically, you know, pretty much everything else has some form of, you know, custom design to it. And, you know, I don't custom design just a custom design, you know, it's for a purpose. Right. You know, it's just trying to take those, hey, you know, a lure, you know, I would say I would call it 90% complete. You know, I want to take it to 100 and um you know i think there's no reason that we can't
3: yeah
4: and and that's what drew me to you when i first heard of jig masters was just like the uniqueness of your jig heads and stuff like that i just think it's really cool
0: yeah you know and and, and one of the big things too uh, which i had like an issue with like the underspin and stuff you know one of the cool things is is you know being a small business um you know, when I first launched lures, you know, there's a little bit of time on, you know, Hey, there, maybe there's a thing I missed during, you know, testing, you know, cause it, it's hard mm-hmm. to test, especially where I'm at. Um, you know, it's hard to test all situations and, um, you know, like the underspin, I know Ryan, you know, good old bass fishing for noobs. Um, he started losing a couple of blades on the original design underspin and, um, mm-hmm. you know, he reached out and, you know, I kind of asked a few other customers that had purchased them, and it turns out I think it was like uh, n- another two people out of like thirty. This was fairly young in the launch. Um, you know, they had some similar issues, but just didn't say anything. Um, you know, I was able to design that issue out, and um, you know, that's a beautiful thing. You know, I do what I can to you know design as best as possible, but you know, the feedback's important. Um, especially yeah. I'm,
4: you know. Here it is. I'm gonna share this because um, you you just mentioned it. I just think it's a cool,
3: cool little underspin. Oh, come on now. <clears throat> there we what go. Did you, what did you end up changing with the underspin? Um, so oh, it's really, I see. Uh, I see now what you did. Never
0: mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, you know the it's basically just the wire form that's used for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, and basically I had it like the old hot and tot connector sleeve is really what I was originally using. And the only downside is, is yeah, it made it super fast to change blades. Um, mm-hmm. but just some of those times that that sleeve would loosen up over time, even after I would crimp it, um, you know, which I didn't have that much, that many issues up here. Um, you know, but apparently some people did. So, you know, basically, instead of fighting it, why don't you fix it? <laughs> you
4: know? Yeah. Is that head on this thing? Is that like a, uh, one of those skipping, uh, heads or whatever you call them? So, well,
0: so that, um, that's the, honestly, it's the same exact head as my uh, swim bait sled. Um, and once the, one of the, I mean, the main reason I, I use it is it, it sheds grass well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, it how it falls like there's no there's no issues of it rolling over you know, like if you were fishing it too fast or uh, pretty much just too fast or even throwing mm-hmm. a bunch of current like it's not really going to turn on its side it's heavily keel weighted um you know so the belly's a lot more weighted and um the design's worked out it worked for several lures um it's kind of basically a modified version on the spinnerbait as well and um it does skip well because that bottom is, is pretty wide um now, like i said how i you know i keel weight it and um so yeah you kind of get a, a lot of you know performance benefits out of it
4: yeah that's what i was figuring when i saw it
3: that's cool yeah i was um i i remember I, I think i saw when i was on your site the last time i saw that and i'm like why does that look so different i can't even figure it out and i didn't realize you changed that that sleeve thing off of there and put that wire instead Because, I mean, it was a good idea. Like, is it still interchangeable? Yeah, so, well, and I I really kind of thought back about it.
0: One of the things that I've realized in selling tackle is people don't actually customize it all that much. You know, it's a very, very small percentage. Mm -hmm. Um, And and in, in the case like this underspend, it's pretty easy just to change the split ring, right? You can take the split ring off. If you have one already rigged up, you know, to go ahead and put it on. You know, it's not quite as fast. The other one was definitely faster. Um, But I will also take not losing a blade over losing the blade.
2: (laughs) So uh,
0: pretty much, you know, how a person would modify it is, you know, essentially you can either change the blade off of that swivel or you can have a blade already rigged up on another swivel and just swap them out. Yeah.
3: Now, I see that you offer the Colorado blade on that. Um, on that underspin how is that working out because i i've i've kind of i've really liked the uh, wicked weights underspin Mm -hmm. but the one thing that i kind of noticed is that i wanted a little extra thump in muddy water situations on the rivers because the rivers around here are notorious for getting real dirty i'm like man a colorado blade would be nice on that but the way that one is designed, the Colorado blade would be banging up. I think it would just mess yeah. with it too much because it would hit the bottom of your of your uh, swim bait. So with that Colorado blade on there, I haven't thrown it, I haven't seen it thrown. Is it getting good action, like a good thump to it?
0: Um, So maybe the, the picture looked wrong on there. I don't know if you can bring it back, but the current underspin's actually yeah. only off with the uh, willow. Oh, okay. Um, the, the spinner bait has that Colorado willow variant. um okay. but actually that's another um another change that i'm going to be actually putting out there for the reasons you discussed um is actually offering a colorado version and the underspin.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so the the reason was i initially didn't do so was i wanted to do a lot more testing with it and fine-tune what size you can get away with because no sure. what happens is when you have like if for example if your head's not balanced well or if let's say you just, for example, if you put a size five Colorado on a quarter ounce underspin, the thing's just gonna, you know, really helicopter coming through the water yeah, uh, or provide so much lift that, you know, it, it, it's not gonna be great. Um, and that's why most underspins don't use Colorado blades is they're a lot harder to balance because they're just moving so much more water. Yeah. But mm-hmm. to your point, you know if you're fishing a little bit dirtier rivers or stuff like that you know that extra thump and a lot of times and even in clear water it's just something a little bit different um you know that extra thump you know comes in handy um so pretty much in, in here fairly soon um this underspin, spin you'll basically see two more blade options next to it and it will be a colorado um I, right now, I'm, I'm fine-tuning between, actually, well, I shouldn't say Colorado. Fine-tuning between Indiana and Colorado.
4: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Because Indiana gives you a little bit kind of the best of both worlds almost.
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, uh, okay. I've seen those blades. I like that blade design a lot, the Indiana blades. Yeah. Are good. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah, so cool uh,
0: another, yeah. another lure going to be coming out here. Uh, pretty soon is a um, single bladed version of the spinnerbait. And that's what it's going to use is a a single Indiana.
4: Yeah. I've seen that with other companies. Uh, Is that going to be offered like with like a smaller weight quarter ounce or anything?
0: Yeah. So um, the, (laughs) which is hilarious because like I'm a person that literally, I won't throw a spinnerbait unless it's a half ounce.
4: Like yeah i
3: usually do the same thing
0: yeah but um but no there has been a, a very big request for quarter ounces um you know so that's in the plans here to launch soon pretty much all the changes between like the underspin the spinnerbait and the quarter ounce variant they're all going to hit probably you're looking at about mid-may
4: <laughs> that and uh get one of those orange accent mids and stuff I know.
1: I've, yeah, I know actually, these orange
0: blades, you know. I tell you what, man. I'm <laughs> a person that it's double nickel or nickel gold for me, you know. And um, <laughs> but they're one of the things I, I have noticed with the like the you know the the painted blade craze, which I used to I used to throw um, like a double willow with a white and chartreuse painted blade a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the harder parts of the equation is actually finding a quality painted blade. <laughs> yeah. You know, cuz there's a there is uh, if you look at the market there's a 9 about 99% bad options <laughs> and uh, only a couple good ones. And that's why you don't really see many companies get into the painted blade side of it on spinner blades. Yeah. if oh, you just yeah. go to Tackle Warehouse, you know, it it might be 5% of the companies. Yeah. Um, yeah. but luckily I have been trying to do some sourcing like crazy on those. Um, and, uh, I did finally find a source. So sweet. just because you kept asking Brad, that was, that was the man.
3: <laughs> it's because he's man read it. it. Sure. He's read it on the Dale hollow fishing yeah, a lot, for small mouth <laughs> for small mouth. They're oh. using black spinner baits with orange blades on them. And he's, he's itching <laughs> to try it. Am I wrong? Well, I've
4: heard that before, but also <laughs> Jacob Wheeler, he talks about the orange blade. And, not- had success on, and I'm using that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, and and one of the things, too, you know, with a lot of the more niche requests is yeah, there's a lower percentage of anglers that, you know, want or care for it, but then at the same time, most of the time, those people are the ones that will, they're going to order 40 at a time versus one, yeah. you know, yeah. because it's, well, yeah. there's hard for them and they're very particular in what they like you know
4: yeah I was one of those people when I first bought uh, uh, order of jig masters I just bought them all I was like I don't throw jig much but I bought them all
0: (laughs) right yeah yeah you know and um, and I obviously appreciate that Um, but yeah like I said one of the biggest things you know is you know send me all the all the requests and feedback you can um, and I'm not talking just specifically to the panel and fin team, but, you know, any customer or even potential customer, um, you know, because this is a long term plan for me. You know, and I'm not it's not a get rich. Trust me. It's not a get rich quick plan for sure. But, um, you, know, um, you know, like I said, this is a long term plan for me. So, you know, hey, I might not offer it now, but if I hear several requests for it, you better believe I'm going to make plans for it.
3: Yeah, that's cool, man. Like so if that. you guys want something, what you got to do is get ten other friends to want it too, and then you all message Cody <laughs> yeah, the, at the exact same time.
0: The, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> when I first
3: started, you know, obviously, you know,
0: I'm like, oh, I want to design the stuff that I liked, and you know, the kind of the downside to that business model is I don't throw a lot of different baits. <laughs> you know, um, I'm pretty much like if you put me on a you know brand new body of water. I'm gonna have and especially with shallow water, I mean I'm gonna have a buzz bait a spender bait and a flipping jig. That's it you, you know put me anywhere in the country and that's what I'm throwing. Um, but the beautiful thing with this whole kind of you know business adventure is it's forced me to you know kind of come out of my box a little bit and try a lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, mm. like when I went to the went to Northern Wisconsin and fished with the Woodwards, you know, which I did, a. I knew I was going to get laughed at anyways, but we're going bed fishing and, um, you know, they all have these medium light spinning rods and they're set up with 16th ounce hair jigs. And then there's me over here with a seven, six flipping stick and, uh <laughs> you, know, freaking, you know, half ounce or three quarter ounce football jig. Yeah. Uh, you know, now around here, even in Ohio, you know, we're not Southern by any means, um, you know, especially bed fishing. A lot of times I try to throw as heavy as I can and fairly big profiles so I can just keep it in the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those more things. Like if you leave it in there, you'll eventually kind of find that little sweet spot. And, um, you know, that way, especially if you're fishing any current or if that fish tries to blow it out of the bed, you know, it's hard to blow out a three quarter ounce jig <laughs> where yeah. you know, on, up there though. I mean, literally every fish they were catching was pretty much on the fall you know it, it they the lighter the better or i shouldn't say the lighter but the slower the better mm-hmm. and uh, you know so it's kind of an eye opener like hey i don't know everything you know <laughs> so uh so it's kind of <laughs> a cool adventure there you know like i used to never throw swim baits yeah. um you know and now i don't i can't remember the last trip i've made where i haven't made sure to carry at least a, you know three to four packs of my swim baits with me
3: yeah I can, yeah, man. Cody, uh, I think we'll wrap up here soon, unless you've got some other stuff that you'd like to uh, go over. Uh,
0: no, you know, those are kind of the, you know, the, really the, you know, upcoming here launches, um, you know, that I'm, I'm really excited for is, is that four-inch crawl and that finesse jig.
4: Um,
0: mm-hmm. and, and honestly, the one I'm most excited for is that finesse jig. You know, it was, uh, yeah. it was a, a big design change compared to, you know, most of the market. Um, you know, all the testing went well, um, you know, one of the kind of key features that I was a little worried about at first, you know, was uh, like hookup ratio, because that, that pin's kind of a grounded pin, uh, or the mm-hmm. screw lock is, and it hooks pretty close to in line with it. But all the testing showed that it was a it was a non-factor. So I'm pretty excited to be able to, what I think, hopefully, and everybody else thinks, it's possibly, you know, one of the, the best finesse jigs out there.
4: Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I did miss one question on the finesse jig real quick. Uh, what what kind of rod are you throwing that on?
0: Uh, you know, so it depends on cover, you know, but I, I would say traditionally you're going to want to be using uh, medium action uh, sure. if you're kind of a little bit more open water scenario. Um, but if you're doing like general shallow water flipping, you know, f- close docks. Um, you know we're pitching in and out of grass, stuff like that. Medium heavy is what I would call kind of call the the you know best option there. Um, certainly don't think you really ever need a heavy action for it. Um, it is a medium wired hook. It's not like a true light wire, but it's mm-hmm. a super sharpened medium wire. Um, but it's certainly you don't you don't need a surf rod to be able to you know pull it through the fish's mouth. <laughs> So, yeah, like medium heavy, I would say is probably, you know, if you had to pick one would be your, your best bet. Yeah, um, especially if you get on some like a little bit more limber medium heavies, you know, like the loose TP one yeah. uh, you know, some of the Omen rods, you know, stuff like that, you know. Because there are companies where you get a medium heavy and it, and it feels like a pull cue. And yeah. And there's the other side of it where it uh, feels like a, a wet noodle, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I would say somewhere between medium and medium heavy are, are your best bets. Cool. And then also I partnered up with my favorite fishing line company. That was a new uh, recent thing there as well. So, you know, once again, I'm I'm, something I'm trying to do as well is like slowly, uh, like you said, you know, kind of take out a lot of the guesswork for the anglers, you know, and I'm trying to slowly partner up with a lot of, you know, products that I believe in, you know, eventual plans. There's going to, you know, I'm going to be retailing some, you know, reels. Um, you know, rods, stuff like that. You know, like I said, I'm really trying to become kind of a full-service shop, whether I've, I'm actually making some of the stuff or not. Um, you know, basically, you know, one-stop shop for the most part.
3: That's cool, man. Not, so what it is. Boats, though.
0: not getting into boats or kayaks. <laughs> <I don't have laughs> <a space.
3: laughs> What's the uh, line company again?
0: Um, so it's literally line, L-Y-N. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but a, a few cool things and right here is uh, – like their braids. This is the fifty pound braid. Um you know, so and I've I've thrown it, I've I've loved it. I'm a big fluorocarbon guy. Mm. Um and I've and their their price points are great. You know, that's one of the things that stinks, you know, I always tell people, uh, you know, hey, I highly recommend fluorocarbon. And then they go look and it's thirty dollars a spool and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna stick Mm -hmm. with trialing XL. You know (laughs) know? (laughs) um but, um, yeah, you know, they kind of think they're kind of the company that's you know, kind of doing similar stuff to, like, Jigmasters, you know. You know, how do we perform, you know, how do we get high-performance products while keeping them at reasonable cost? And, you know, and I, I like that I get to test the stuff a lot. Um, and even just, like, small stuff, like a little cool feature they do is they actually have a little line, like, where you line You can keep it in the carton, but the spool, it comes out the side, so no more chasing spools, you know. Down the driveway while you're trying to you know rig your rods up and stuff. So yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm always I mean like (laughs) small innovations stuff like that. You know, to me, you know, after seeing it for the first time, hey, it's a no brainer. But nobody else in the market's been doing it, right? So
3: I bought I bought some of that from you when you had it on the website previously, and dude, I loved it. I love that stuff. It was uh is really good quality and like you said, that price point, man. It's hard to beat it because I'm a floro guy too. Like, I literally only throw braid on like one rod, and that's my spinning rod, like for a finesse setup. Like, but no, well, that's not true for a frog rod too, or like really, really heavy weed covered. But dude, I, I love that stuff, man. Um, I'll be buying some more of it for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, and and one of the things too, and I, you know, I talk to the owner pretty often, and and one of the things too that like, it, it kind of stinks with some of the bigger companies is they're going to launch a, you know, they're going to launch a new fluorocarbon, right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be the, you know, quote unquote cat's meow, right. It, it's you know, super limp, you know, so there's not a bunch of memory in it. You know, it's got great abrasion resistance, um, you know, super smooth casting. And then you buy that same brand a year down the road or two years down the road or that same, you know, version of it. And it's completely different. You know, you try to take it off the spool and it looks like a pigtail. You know, I've had that issue several times and I'm so picky with fluorocarbon. And, uh, you know, it drives me nuts. You know, and and I'm a person that I don't have line boxes, you know, sitting for years. You know, I'm always buying it for the season and even restocking during the season because I just throw fluorocarbon so much. And um, so it stinks when you get that. You know, you buy a spool Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you can barely even reel it, you know, so. So I've been really impressed with the stuff, you know, so definitely, uh, you know, going to, you know, help support them, too. Yeah.
3: All right. Did you want to talk about the uh, PNF code?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically a week long, you know, um, you know, Thursday to Thursday here, um, you know, we're going to do a, you know, bring back the PNF 20 code for, you know, 20% off, you know, anything in the store.
3: Heck yeah, guys. Jump on that. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So Cody's going to bring back the PNF 20 code. We're going to run it from Thursday morning till the next Thursday, basically a week long. And um, Cody, man, I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate you coming back on the episode to talk about your new products, man. And dude, I congratulate you on the success with Jigmasters, man. I remember meeting you over at Cowan Lake and, you know, I got a hold of some of your jigs and I, and I went, you know, somebody gave me one or two of them and I don't think I don't remember if it was you or Ricketts had a couple. Um, I think it was Ricketts. But I just remember coming back and, you know, buying a bunch of jigs and being like, "Man, I like what this guy's doing. I liked how you built this company with with not just like, you know, you you kind of just said to hell with the uh the business world, you know, and I'm going to do this full time and, and you're doing it with the angler in mind. You're not just sitting there trying to make a dollar. You're trying to make an improvement on stuff that you've noticed throughout your years of fishing of, Hey, this could be better this way. And I think that everybody else is going to agree with it. You know what I mean? And it's so far it's been successful. I mean, I remember the first time I took that flipping jig out and I was like, You know, I'm going to try to throw this in a river and I'm going to try to get it stuck. And it is hard to get that jig stuck even in a river in the rocks. Like, I mean, it can be done. Trust me, I've done it. But I was just a testament to be like, man, I can't imagine how well this thing goes through just standard timber cover, you know, versus like me throwing it on purpose in the bottom of a, you know, in the current, trying to literally get it stuck. Having my line wrap around rocks and that jig come back through behind a rock. And flip all the way around it and still come loose, you know, and it was just a testament to those angles that you, you designed within those heads that really make it literally what you've been talking about. You know, it's, it's hard to get those things stuck mm-hmm. and, um, and it was cool. It was a unique design. So it's cool to see your product standing out above the crowd and I wish you continued success, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, much appreciated, you know, and one of the things that I always tell people in it, you know, and, you know, a lot of times you'll see small shops come out like, oh, I'm making a, you know, here I'm selling football jigs, you know, and then it's a do it mold version of a football jig. And then they say, well, it's kind of custom because I'm small. So I'm going to charge 650. You know, yeah. um, I, I can't do that. You know, that's it, not me. I know I wouldn't pay that as an angler. Um, you know, so once again, you know, I'm kind of, you know, hey hedging my bet on maybe not profiting as much in the young stages, but hopefully making it to an actual, you know, kind of full scale production, you know, company versus like a custom shop. And, um, you know, I come from, you know, I have the, you know, I have an engineering degree, you know, stuff like that. Like it's not, I can make money if I want to, you know, (laughs) like um, you know, I can always fall back on that, you know? So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's, it's a little bit more than just financials for me. Yeah. You know, when somebody sends in a photo of a, you know, a huge bass they caught or the first bass they caught or whatever, um, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, you know. Oh.
3: Anything else you want to add, Brad? PNF 20, go get some finesse
4: jigs. <laughs> I'm going to be doing it. yeah
0: my my goal for next week is that you guys don't let me sleep or this week
3: (laughs) all right everybody you hear that cody doesn't want to sleep he wants to work 24-hour days we'll just send him we'll send him a case of bang energy drinks and just let him do his thing
0: yeah yeah that's a great way to fuel the addiction back so much appreciated thank you
3: All right. Well, I think we'll end it here. Um, Everybody, thanks again for listening. Um, Again, check out the PNF20 code on the Jigmasters website. Get on there, start ordering. I know that Cody um, had also over the past six months, maybe to a year, also redid his uh, apparel line as well. So and get in there and check out line too. Um, But with that, thank you for listening. Cody, thank you for coming back. Brad?
0: you for having me.
1: Take care of yourself. Peace. I'll try. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn.